T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Ray. It's Yuki Washington, and I've been given 60 seconds to be part of the thousands wishing you well and thanking you, my man, for simply being you. A true gentleman, an amazing journalist and broadcaster, and a dear friend to us all. You are and always will be part of our Philly sports family. A voice of reason, a man of truth, a man so incredibly dedicated to his craft. And my friend, you made it look so easy, and you made us all comfortable in the process. And I certainly trusted the process, pun intended, when I came home in 86 and shortly thereafter had the opportunity to work with and beside you on air at Channel 3 with our friends Lou Tilly, Mike Barkan, and the late Tommy Brookshire. I was always so impressed with your preparation and the love of what you did and how you did it, and that never changed over the years. I heard and saw your retirement announcement, and like you, I was moved. It's hard to leave something you love. But to make it a little easier, keep in mind that you are loved by all, and we thank you. Hey, Hall of Famer, my one minute and change may be up, but know the mark you left on me, your co-workers, listeners, and viewers will last a lifetime. May the next phase be your best phase. Take care, my brother. Thank you again. We'll see you down the road. Wow. The great Yuki Washington. The great Yuki. You're talking about, he says, I made it look easy? <laughs> no, no. He makes it look easy. He's, you know, there are some people that whatever they do, they're, they're, they're just a natural. You just say, oh, he's a natural. You see athletes that are like that sometimes, and Yuki's a total natural. I mean, he's, and a really, really good dude besides. I mean, what, what you see on camera, that likability, that's who he is. He's a great, great fellow. He is a terrific guy. Uh, this week in Philadelphia Sports History is brought to you by Shive Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their center city location or shivesports.com. Ray, Shive Sports came with a gift for you today. Oh, how about that? What do I have here? <laughs> it is a T-shirt that says... That says... <laughs> oh, oh, not too many folks here know this. The Philadelphia Ramblers. <laughs> that, was, that was the minor league, Eastern Hockey League team. Well, Anthony, Anthony knows who they are, the, that played here in the 1950s. And I've always kidded the guys at Shibe Sports. They're, you know, they're all about nostalgia. They're all about the past. And, and I said, you really need to start stocking up on some Rambler paraphernalia. Well, this there is a start. Did. Special for you. Yeah, I agree. You've always been a hockey guy. Ray, you and I do this show every weekend. We have done it for 21 years. And um, the guys who really help us and really make it work are the guys who work as producers. And I wanted to make sure that we did a segment today uh, and invited a, a, all of the producers to come and be part of it. Um, and I know some want to speak. Kevin and Keenan is here and Dan Wilson and Turtle. Uh, Jack Fritz is here, Kyle Quinn is here, Tom Kelly, um, Dave Breitmeyer, who is actually producing the show, Moshe Peck in the studio producing the show, and Anthony Sanfilippo, who um, has gone on to become a major podcaster in this town and, uh, and known nationally. Uh, with the uh, damn it, Anthony, I'm forgetting the name of the podcast. Thanks, Glenn. Snow, Snow the, the goalie. goalie. Snow, Snow the goalie. goalie. Snow the goalie it's really, podcast. Really popular. Thanks. I listen to it all the time. Uh, and by the way, is a great theatrical producer, having made me a director, having made me look good once or twice. Um, but he was producing. He produced my show with Jody back in the day, and I didn't know he produced you and Don McKee. And he wanted to share a story from back then. Yeah, and the story I wanted to share with share with everybody, Ray, is um, this was the first show that I was doing as a remote producer by myself. I had just finished training, 
Um, and this was the first time I was on my own. And I was really excited to meet you because I had, I had read, been reading you for so long. And I was getting ready to come in and talk. We were going to talk Eagles draft, 1998. I want to tell you how much the Eagles should have drafted Randy Moss. That's, that was my guy that I wanted them to draft that year. They drafted Trey Thomas. Anyway, we get there, and of course, as, is, as was the case with many remotes back then, we were having connectivity problems. Um, and I didn't really get a chance to introduce myself to you. Uh, but, so at the start of the show, was kind of was kind of hectic. And then we just kind of sat down at the table. But as you remember, Don was a guy who always had his donuts. But in this one particular location, um, they had a hot dog cart. Mm-hmm. And and Don would get up at the first he got the, the first break he got up went over got himself a hot dog, came back second break got up went over and got himself another hot dog, third break went over and got himself a th- another hot dog. Now at the <laughs> time, Don McKee had uh, the Don McKee chain if you remember correctly, and, and yep. the promotions department would, would say to the producers, make sure you bring them so we can hand them out to people. And so someone come up, comes up comes up to the table during the third break, and I, we still haven't said a word to each other, and I hand out the keychain to somebody. And then we're waiting there during a commercial break, and you look over at me, and you go, I wouldn't give out any more of those if I were you. <laughs> and I was stunned. I was like, why? And, and you said, you're probably going to have to link a bunch of them together to make him a set of suspenders. <laughs> 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 and I will never forget that. That was my introduction to Ray Dittinger, was you telling me to link together Don McKee chains so that Don could get home safe without his pants falling down that, from eating all those hot dogs. The wry sense of humor coming out of Ray. <laughs> And sometimes sarcastic. It, 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 was, it was always great. I actually do remember that. <laughs> Is that right? I actually do. I remember that remote, and I remember that moment. Uh, we we did a lot of remotes over the years. Some places we really liked. Yep. Some places we weren't so crazy about. Less so. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and worked with a lot of producers. I know Tommy Kelly is here, and Tommy now does uh, a lot of shows here at WIP and does a great job. A highlight of our show, actually, is we would ju- what would we do? The Tom Kelly rant. Right. We would turn – Tom had much more vinegar in his veins than we did. Yes. And we'd, we'd go in, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's, uh, Chip Kelly, boy, that was disappointing. And Tommy would be throwing papers in the air, like, are you kidding me? I'd, you, I'd rather you tell it than me. No, Tom was really good at that. I mean, you and I – yeah, and look, that was sort of my calling card, was just being the very measured, don't get too carried away kind of guy. That was sort of what I understood. That was my role. Tommy, not so much. I mean, certain things just set Tommy off. And, you know, Chip Kelly, the Chip Kelly era towards the end, for sure. Uh, and whenever we wanted a real dash of spice, whenever we wanted some real emotion, we would, we would throw it to him for what we called the Tom Kelly rant. And he never disappointed. Right, would you say, Tom, you got two minutes, go. Go. And he would be in fifth gear. Right, zero to a hundred in about a half a second. We would just let it go. It was great. It was great, Tommy. Well, I mean, Ray went, meant so much to me because most guys, you're interning here, you're producing. The end goal is you want to get on the air, but you don't know if you really have the ability to do that. You don't know if the stuff you're doing is funny or good or anything. But like, if I look over and I'm doing my rants and Ray's laughing and Ray thinks it's good, it's like that gives you all the self confidence in the world. That meant so much to me. And just being out on remotes in Delaware Park was how many Saturday mornings did the three of us just spend there at Delaware Park? And we had, you know, nicknames for the certain people that would come up. Yes, the lurker, did. as Ray remembers, yeah. and yeah. our buddy Cliff, who would come up to us all the time down oh, at yeah. Delaware Park. And what's amazing Ray, what's to me, the name of the guy who always had a, a little bit of spittle that would go between his upper and lower lip? Jack. As he would talk, and we would just sit there thinking, like, is that spittle going to fall off, or is it just going to keep traveling? But what's amazing to me is, like, one o'clock would hit, and you'd think, like, you guys want to run out the door. I'd spend a half hour breaking down the remote. Ray'd still be there at one thirty, answering questions for everyone to come up. Didn't want to shortchange anybody to a point where I felt bad. Like, I'm going out to load up the truck. Ray's still in there answering questions for people and treated everybody the same. It didn't matter with me, Andy Reid, a listener at Delaware Park, just treated everybody equally and that's that's uh, so rare to find. It's really nicely said. As, as you, all the producers who've done remotes know, one of my jobs was always try to get Ray out of there so he could get home to his wife. So I would be the one in Ray. I know you told this story uh, <laughs> in one of the, uh, this anecdote, one of the stories that somebody wrote 
There's a time when some guy's bending your ear yeah. about like the 1952 Eagles, yeah, right? It was, no, it was, it was actually like the 57 Phillies or something. Okay. Like, oh, I remember this night at Connie Max Stadium. Dale Ennis hit this All right, it wasn't oh, Dale Ennis. No, wait a minute. It wasn't Dale Ennis. Yes. I think it was Dick Sisler. No, it no, have been, no. No, I think it was Rip Rapolsky. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he hits his home run and he hit it, uh, he hit it off Don Newcomb. No, I, wait, no, it wasn't Don Newcomb. I think it was Carl Erskine. Right. And it's going and it's going and it's going. And I see that, like, you may be here all day. Right. So I came up to you and I said, hey, Ray, don't forget. Yeah, Ray, you, you, got, you, you got that thing. You got to get to that, that thing. thing. And I said, huh, what thing? And, and he said, uh, you know, you're impossible. And he just walked up. off and left me there. I give up. Uh, Kyle Quinn is here. He's yeah. been our promoter, uh, promoter our, our uh, producer in recent days. Yes. One or the other. Well, uh, yeah. So with, between you, Angelo, Jim Gardner, just tons of legends retiring in Philadelphia and all the talk that's been going on with it, my first thought was just, man, I'm jealous, honestly, because retirement sounds great. I think I have uh, just a little bit of ways to go before I'm uh, at that point. But uh, I, there's really not much that I can say that hasn't already been said um, or isn't, is news to anybody. I mean, obviously, I'm a younger guy. I'm 26. I grew up listening to you, reading you, watching you. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there who you, you see on the air, you listen to, and you think, man, they sound great, and you meet them, and they're a total you-know-what. Um, that's absolutely not the case with you at all, Ray. You don't put on any airs. You are as authentic as it gets. I think the godfather of Philadelphia sports sums it up succinctly and absolutely perfectly. Um, it's been, it's been a real honor, and uh, I wish you all the best in your retirement, Ray. I really do. Thank you, Kyle. It's been great working with you guys, too. It sure has been. All right. And uh, Kevin Keenan, who uh, also spent a lot of days with us down at Delaware Park. A lot of days in Delaware Park. A lot of days here at uh, 2400 and uh, 4th and Market as well. But there's uh, one thing I wanted to share was, uh, as we all know famously, Ray does not have a cell phone. So social media for you is just right. a complete... <laughs> Complete foreign concept. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, in your retirement, right? Are you gonna, any chance you uh, get on social media? No. Oh, well, there's that. So, uh, why? Have, I've, all these years, I've been in the business and I haven't done it. Why would I start doing it now? <laughs> so, on, on the phone, there's this app called uh, Time Hop, and I think I'm one of the last people that still have it. But you attach all your social media accounts, and on a given day, it goes back and pulls everything that you either tweeted or retweeted or posted on Facebook or whatnot, and one of the things that it's, is going to definitely be missed is when the, uh, when the alter ego of Ray would, uh, would certainly come out. And then Glenn would take to Twitter and you know, give some of these quotes just so the masses could see them if they, didn't, uh, if they weren't listening to the show. And one of them popped up this week, and I, was, I screenshotted it knowing I was coming here. And I hoped more popped up, but this is the only one I have, so we're going to go with it. About a year, uh, year and some change ago, uh, Glenn tweeted this. And I retweeted it because I thought it was a classic. Ray Dittinger on Scott Kingery. Oh, well, you know, they screwed up his swing so much he couldn't get a hit at Fantasy Week. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yes, that was great. We'll, we'll talk about Roy Moore um, because Ray's alter ego was always a highlight. Yeah. And the producers and I would see it, right? Mm -hmm. And we would know, and we would just all kind of say, like, okay, let's just sit back wouldn't let and, let, it and go. let this thing roll, and it was special. <laughs> Turtle, real quick, because i got to get to another guest, but Eric Golden uh, Just simply the word genuine it comes to mind when I think of Ray. Every time he saw me, every time he sees anyone, Tom Kelly said it great. It's like the first time and the best time of his life. And for people that grew up watching and listening to him and reading him, that makes them all feel like a million bucks. And it's, it's rare to see in this world, but it's a great thing to have and a great quality to have. Thank you. Well, uh, I, I've, been, I, I've enjoyed working with all of you guys. I have been. I mean, because you guys really kind of make the shows work. Uh, and, um, you know, and some of, I'm really delighted that some of you guys are getting your opportunity to be on the air and to do radio. And, uh, listen, part of, the reason, part of the reason I'm deciding to step down is I think, you know, you guys deserve that opportunity. You know, I, I really do. And uh, uh, I think you've all, I think you've been great. You've made great contributions to this station. You've certainly made great contributions to our show. Um, and I think you guys are going to go on and do great things and be really, really good. Yeah, you guys are going to be the backbone of this station moving forward. And congratulations. I, th I'm, I look forward, I look forward to being in my car listening to you. I really do. I look forward to that day. Good. Know how much we appreciate you guys. Even those of you Thank who you so aren't, aren't, aren't here anymore, we do. All right, Ray, another special guest is checking in. Speaking of Hall of Famers, the most recent 
Philadelphia Eagle to get in the Hall of Fame, Harold Carmichael, wanted to wish you uh, his best. Harold, thanks so much for checking in. Uh, thank you very much, Glenn. Um, thank you both for having me on. I'm really happy to have this opportunity to uh, wish Ray uh, uh, congratulations, my best wishes. The guy's one of the greatest people you ever want to meet. Um, well, you know, let me start. You know, at first, when I first came to Philly, I didn't think that. I said, I came to Philadelphia the wrong time to play in the Eagles because we were 2 11 and 1, and they were killing us. And, and I said, what, what, what did I do? <laughs> but, you know, you read, uh, read articles, and, and then you watch film that, that on that uh, Monday or Tuesday, and you say, oh, that, that's what I did wrong. And he has been truthful and really under, I understand, you know, at the beginning, I didn't understand what they were doing, but now I do. And back then I understood, started understanding how fair Ray Dillinger were in his reporting a day after a game. Well, you made it easy, Harold. I mean, you made it easy. I mean, I understand and I appreciated the fact that you were, you know, this was the big city for you. I mean, you were born in Jacksonville, you went to Southern uh, you were a small-town guy, and coming to, coming to Philadelphia as a seventh-round draft pick, you were a little overwhelmed at first. I mean, you were, a little overwhelmed by, you were a little overwhelmed by the NFL. You were certainly overwhelmed by the Philadelphia media, and you just kind of had to feel, find your way. But, I mean, you were – the one thing I will say about you, in, in addition to your talent and the fact that you wound up becoming the all-time leading receiver and all-time leading touchdown scorer in history of this franchise, was you were always, through good times and bad, and, and in the early years there were a lot of bad, you were always, you were always a, um, an honest stand-up guy. I mean, you never run and hid, you never pointed fingers. Uh, I mean, and that's how I knew that you were going to make it here, because you got to have a thick skin to make it in Philadelphia. But you did, in addition to all the talent, and it was a real, it was a real pleasure for me to cover you and be around you and watch you develop into the Hall of Fame player you ultimately became. But thank you very much, Ray. But, you know, you, you were the man, you know, uh, they say run and hide. A few times I did want to run back in the, in the, um, in the, in the bathroom or uh, in the training room because I knew that my game wasn't really what it's supposed to have been, and I knew I was going to hear from the players. But, you know, again, I said, you, you were so fair in what you reported. And everybody, you know, that I, that, you know, I was around, they always loved you. And, you know, and, 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 and I saw what they were trying, who they were loving. And, you know, I have so much respect for you right now, and I, as I have been for, for years. And I guess, well, you, you, you came in, you were there a little before me. And, uh, but, you know, now the, in the past, gosh, maybe 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, you've been so much of a uh, supporter for me. And the foundation that I'm, in, I'm involved in for the past, I, I, it's probably 20 years, I would think. At and, least. Um, and, you know, you, your support is, every time somebody uh, walk out of that event there, and, you know, after you have done your talk, you say, how are you guys going to gonna, gonna top this? And you've always been a part of that to make us top that every year. You've been special, you know. I, I, I think about uh, when I was there, uh, Tommy and me, uh, about a month or so ago, um, I remember how you started with uh, Tommy McDonald. And I remember having a kid like that with me every day. His name was Danny. And Danny would be there every day for me. And his parents told me one time that he could make it. He cried all, you know, every, all day long because he couldn't carry my helmet that day. So, you know, Tommy and me, it, uh, it, it, it it reminds me back in, in uh, West, I mean, I'm sorry, in Chester, when Danny used to carry my helmet. I remember that. Wow, that's nice. I remember that's that. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Harold had, Harold had his own Tommy and me experience yeah. with, a, with a kid that was down at, the, at the, the training camp down when it was down in Widener, down in Chester when, uh, when uh, Harold was brand new to the city. But what a... You know what a great career you had, uh, and what a great legacy you left, Harold. I mean, uh, I think every, I think you knew when how much the people in this city, how delighted they were when you had your day at Canton. And I know I'll be seeing you, and I'll be seeing you in August when we both go out there to see uh, see Dick Vermeil go in. I'm I'm looking forward to that for sure. Well, Tom, well, we we really uh, 
being that being at the Hall of Fame for Dick Vermeil and being at the Otho Davis Scholarship Foundation, uh, it's going to be a big time. So we're going to be together a whole lot and um, uh, a whole lot more. As, as as the year come by, goes he's going to have a lot of free time, Harold. So you know, yeah, I know. feel free to call on him. He's got nothing to do, so he's well, all he, yours. He's, he's never turned us down. He's been there for us, and the same thing for me. I'm always here for you, Ray. Whatever you need me to do, or you know, just a phone call away. Thanks, Harold. Harold, a you're pleasure. The, you're the best man. Thanks so much, man. Always Thank a pleasure. You, there you go, the great Harold. He and. Again, for you know, you talked about Mike Quick as a receiver. For those who didn't see him, um, Harold goes back a ways. For those who didn't see him, uh, give me Harold's career quickly. Um, well, he's, he's, he's still he, he was the tallest receiver, tallest wide receiver in NFL history at the time that he reported, and, and he still is. There's, there has never been a receiver taller than Harold Carmel. He was six feet eight, uh, but it was more than that. I mean, he was a, he was he would have been a great receiver at five feet eight. I mean, he just had tremendous toughness, a great pair of hands, uh, and just was had a burning desire to be a great player, and he was. And it was really fun to cover him. Hey, Shy Vintage Sports congratulates our friend Ray Dinger on a Hall of Fame journalism career and wishes him the best in his future endeavors. Ray's broadcast books and articles have enlightened Philly sports fans for over 50 years, and his events at their shop have allowed them to witness his warmth, his depth of knowledge, and his respect for all people and animals. It has been an honor to work with Ray since their opening on 13th and Walnut eight and a half years ago. On behalf of the entire Delaware Valley, Scheib Sports simply wants to say thank you. Thank you, Ray Dinger. We'll be back with more special guests and surprises after this. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So, Ray, I uh, asked um, our producer, Moshe Kravitz, to make sure the, he found music that you like coming out of the break. Right. So what we went with, let's see if I got this right. We went with um, uh, Smokey Robinson, The Miracles. Yep. Uh, a lot of Motown. Yes. Okay. Rolling Stones, not Beatles. Correct. Uh, the late, great Bobby Rydell. Yes. Who called our show last year to sing Happy to Birthday to you. Bobby Rydell sang Happy Birthday to me. And uh, one of your uh, two real heartthrobs, Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. True enough. True uh, enough. I'm going to tell you another story. Okay. I aimed really hard today to get your other heartthrob on the air, Christy Brinkley. Ah, I think she probably has better things to I do. I called her agent. I reached her agent. I gave the story to her agent. Her agent basically said, 
Yeah, we're not interested. <laughs> and guess what? She wasn't interested then either. Well, I don't know if she was or she wasn't, but we do have another special guest calling in now. Uh, the chairman and vice president. I, you know what? I should know his title. <laughs> General manager of the Eagles, Howie Roseman, is here to uh, wish you well. Howie, thank you so much for joining us today. One, um, I would have missed it for the world. Um, two, uh, you threw me off with this Chris Brinkley thing. Oh. And I actually got a, a third thing. Uh, this chairman title you just gave me, I yeah. love it. I wish yeah. it was the truth. Would be it's Jeffrey, not even close. I, <laughs> <laughs> I should have <laughs> looked it up in the media. Definitely not the same. No. But uh, now, now I'm sitting there thinking about like uh, – Christy Brinkley and Billy Joel videos that you got me thinking during Memorial Day weekend. You want to know the Christy Brinkley story real fast if you don't know it? Because I always love to tell it. So here's the story. Here's the story. Young Ray Didinger, and I'm talking young Ray Didinger, is uh, covering the first Duran Leonard fight. Second Duran Leonard fight. Second Duran Leonard. Okay. Mm. Uh, Which was down in? New Orleans. So they're having a news conference. And Christy Brinkley, who is at that time supermodel of all supermodels. Yeah, she had just stepped off the cover of Sports Illustrated. Was hired for some reason to photograph it? Yeah, Don King brought her in to be a celebrity photographer. Okay. So they had this news conference, and Ray's there, and Christy Brinkley's there, and they chat a little bit, and they get to talking. And finally, Christy Brinkley says to Ray, after like waiting for Ray to take the lead here, and he doesn't, Christy Brinkley says to Ray, hey, would you like to get lunch? <laughs> to which Ray says to Christy Brinkley, I'm sorry, I have to write my story. I have to, I'm on deadline. And that was that. No, you know what? I, I've, I've never been so disappointed in my entire life to hear that. <laughs> Christy Brinkley. Now, I do think the fact that she asked you out gives you enough street cred that maybe you didn't even want to go further. The fact that for the rest <laughs> oh, of your life, yeah. you can take Christy Brinkley asked you out may have been even better than her really wanting to talk to you about something else. No, but there no. are opportunities in life. We have to tell the people of the city there are opportunities in life you can't pass up. That has exactly. to be a regret. Yeah, well, Howie, trust me, going further was very much in my mind. But, but I, I had I had I had a deadline. I had to write my Roberta Duran story. I had to be in the oh, office Ray. in ninety minutes. Oh, right. And and Howie, by the way, as as I recall, Ray's editor later heard the story and said, "What are you crazy? Are you crazy? You could have missed that deadline <laughs> for that." Lunch with Christy Pr- yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the appreciation I got. But that's but that was but that that is a true story. But trust me, Howie, I'm not by any means suggesting that she had anything in her mind other than lunch. Okay, there's there's no subtext here. It was just lunch. We see we see her who she married. You know, Billy. Like obviously, like she's into personality, right? Like we got personalities going for us. You know, who knows what could happen? Uh, That's right. (laughs) I think we're going off on the wrong tangent here. Right. Anyway, (laughs) yes, you didn't call for that, Howie. You called, and uh, let me give you the opportunity. I do stories. I do like stories, and that is a great story. <laughs> um, I'd like you to talk, if you would, for a moment. You've been in this town for a long time. You dealt with a lot yeah. of people in the media, and kind of your your sense of, of Ray's um, standing in local media and local community. Well, it's amazing. You know, I feel like um, our our fans get this opportunity to have the game explained to them in a way that resonates. You know, when Ray talks. And I feel like he's basically representing all of those households uh, that are watching it and talking about what they're thinking. And I think that's really a special thing. And I get to hear it. You know, he's on on the Eagles Hall of Fame committee. And um, you should hear how he advocates for great Eagles. And and it's like this guy is so well prepared. Like sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll go, man, (laughs) I got to step up my game a little bit, kind of like you would have had it with Christy Brinkley. But uh, I, I got to step up <laughs> my game because he's so well prepared, and he has such an unbelievable knowledge of the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's it's because he loves the Eagles, you know. And um, you know, our fans may not know this, but there have been many times that I've called Ray to ask his opinion about things, you know. Um, and I do that because I respect him, and I know how much football he watches. I know how much football he knows. And for me, it's a unique opportunity to be in the same city of someone. You know, I always love it when they go, Hall of Famer, you know. That, man, that's a freaking big standing. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm calling because I know, like, there's no retirement. Like, you're going to be around. He's just going to be in a different role. You know, he's going to still help the Eagles. He's going to still be around. And I'm looking forward to, like, this, the, the fun ray, you know, the fun ray. 
that's going to come out for this. That uh, he gets to enjoy it, and hopefully we get him an, another chance to have a special moment with him and his family here in the next few years. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, that would be sweet. Um, but uh, the thing I got to say to you is, um, and I sent you an email after the draft. Um, you did a hell of a job. You really did. I, I mean, I and I think you. I think you can feel it around town now. There's a real buzz about this team and a real sense of expectation. Uh, about this team right now and you know there's a lot of pressure on you there's a lot of scrutiny on you coming into this draft that this was going to be really kind of a watershed um, for the franchise and also for you in this town and you know I got to tell you I, I got I got to tell you I think you hit it out of the park so so well done I'm, I'm looking uh, forward I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to be in a different capacity this year I won't be critiquing yeah. I won't be taking the copious notes quite the way I did before uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting back and watching this team play because you know what I think you have a chance to be pretty good I really do yeah, and I'm hopeful that we got a chance to be good for, for a bunch of years here that we didn't just bring in you know older guys but it's funny you said that because um, I took my family to a Sixers playoff game and a guy's walking by me and he says hey Howie you redeemed yourself and of course you know me like I can't just sit there and I was like oh the first Super Bowl in the history of the franchise doesn't get me a little bit of a pass here you know so when you say that, so, so you say that I kind of I kind of I, I remember being with Ruben Amaro on, on like a, a we, were, we were speaking at a conference and people were killing him and and they said any takeaways from the Phillies and and Ruben Amaro is like you know three years after they won it and I said, you know, I always had this vision that when we win the Super Bowl in Philly, it's going to be like free pass for life. And now I'm clearly over that vision. And, you know, that's the best part about being in this city is that the bar is always raised. There, there is no time to feel good about yourself. You're trying to work as hard as you can to make people proud and to make people feel passion for their team. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are different cities and they obviously don't have um, the same kind of uh, standards that are here, and they ask me all the time, would you want to be anywhere else? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You know, it makes me better. It makes me constantly have to reinvent myself and try to work on things that I need to do better, and um, and that's fun for me. That's fun that, I, you know, I've been here this long, and I'm constantly looking at myself and things to do better, and I know I can get better, and um, and I and I, it's because of people like you, right? You know, it's like those emails that 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 gives me as, as much satisfaction as anything knowing that and um uh it's just uh it's 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 great to be part of the city and you're a fabric of the city and I appreciate the opportunity to, again uh, to tell you that um and I know you know I feel that way about you well, I I, pre I appreciate that I, I really do and it's been it's been great getting to know you and uh to work with you and uh I look forward to that relationship continuing in the future man congratulations All right. Uh, well, we'll we'll hang at you'll come to training camp. We'll hang on the sidelines, and uh, you'll give me your opinions, and uh, it will be fun. Uh, enjoy. I hope you're going somewhere good to celebrate and coming right back. Uh, we, <laughs> I think you can count on that, Howie. Thank you. Hey, Howie, thank you so much for checking in today. As as Ray said, I think we all think it's been a very um, productive, successful off season. We'll see how it plays out, but it, the fans of this town, as you know, are, are always excited, and even more so now. I uh, appreciate the opportunity, guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. All right. You too, there. Howie. Thank you. There you go. I didn't know you and he exchanged these secret emails. Well, I've never he, mentioned that in no, the past. He's, he's, he's asked my opinion on a few things over the years. I, I don't. I, I think it was more him being polite or making conversation. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he was exactly soliciting my scouting reports. I think he was just being nice. But uh, listen, what I said is true. I think they had. A, I think they've had a really, really good off season, and I think they're poised right now to have a really good year. And you have been involved in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Uh, yes, I have. Right, I have. A Which few, I know you take very seriously. Oh, I do. I mean, I do. I mean, they've asked me a few years ago. Actually, Jeffrey reached out a few years ago and asked if I would be part of the 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 committee they put together to decide who goes in the Eagles Hall of Fame. And um, I said, sure, I'd be happy to do it because you know there aren't you know there you know a lot of guys here don't go back as far as I do. I mean, there aren't too many guys in that room that I know who Bucko Kilroy was or, or, or exactly what he represented. So I mean, the older the older guys kind of needed an advocate, so they asked me to be that, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah, and you know how to put it all in perspective. I mean, you know, uh, you know, somebody who played in the '80s versus somebody who played in the aughts, and so on. Where kind of they're, they're, where they stand among the franchise. Most of us have recency bias, right? Right, right. But I know a couple of years ago, I mean, I pushed really hard for Bobby Walston. I, I thought that Bobby Walston was a, was a really great player uh, in the 50s into the 60s. He was a big part of the 60 championship team. He was the tight end and the place kicker. And at the time that he retired, he was the team's all-time all -time leading scorer. 
Now he got passed by David Akers. But I always thought he was a guy that deserved to be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. So, you know, I pushed real hard for him one year. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I put his numbers up on the board and everybody got a chance to sit back and look at him, they said, you know what, yeah, he should be in. So I, I felt really good when, even though Bobby's long gone, his family came in. And it was very meaningful to them that they weren't totally forgotten. So little moments like that I felt good about. And as long as they want me to be on that board and have some input, I'm happy to do it. Well, that's great. And uh, you, uh, you will be watching the games, but you will be watching watching them from the comfort of your home with your kids, with your son, with your daughter, and we're going to talk to them later, and I know you're looking forward to that. I am. All right. Uh, this segment, sponsored by Guided Door and Window, by any window or door, and get the second at 50% off, plus interest-free financing for up to 18 months. Call Guided Door and Window today at one eight seven seven go guida or visit go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. He's Ray Dinger. Very special day. By the way, you, you brought the ring that they gave you at the Maxwell Club. And, yeah, how about and that? It, it's, gosh, Ray, it's stunning. It's spectacular, isn't I it? I mean, it really, it's a, it's a, it's a Super Bowl ring. It's, it's huge, and it's beautiful, and uh, it's something. You don't wear it every day, though, huh? <laughs> I've only worn it once. I wore it to the opening night of Tommy and Me when we opened at Bucks County back in April. I wore it that night, opening night, and I haven't worn it since. Um, you know, these rings, I mean, it really is very much like a Super Bowl ring. It's yeah. exactly what it looks like. And they're just not very practical. No. I mean, I mean, you can't wear one of these every day. It just kind of gets in the way. But it's very nice to have. So I've kept it in the box, and I've just saved Put it. Put it on one more time. I, wanna, I just want to see how it fits you. And so I've, I decided, you know, this will just be worn on special occasions. And I think today seems like a special occasion. It is. Ray Dinger, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Congratulations on retirement, Ray. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I'll cry. I love you. You're awesome. My dad loved you, Big Daddy Graham. And enjoy retirement. Enjoy every single minute. Well, that's Ava Graham, uh, who we love. and She's a total sweetheart. She's, she's a dynamo. And um, it just gives us a chance before our next guest comes on, Ray, just to talk about what Big Daddy Graham meant to both you and I. Yeah, um, no, he was um, he was a really special guy. I mean, he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I would never have I would have never ever ever in a million years ever stepped on a stage um, in a comedy setting and tried to do stand up uh, unless Big Daddy asked me to do it. <laughs> Big Daddy was one of those guys you could not say no to. I mean, you just could not say no to. And he wanted me <laughs> he wanted me to open for uh, he and Joe Conklin. And I know you've done it. Uh, and, Loved I, it. and I said, no, that's not for me. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, he, he, he convinced me to give it a try, and, um, and I did. And I would have only done it for him. But it was, it was such a joy. It was such a pleasure. Uh, and he was, a, he was a great guy and the ultimate Philly guy. And so many great stories. And working that overnight shift, nobody ever did it better. Nobody ever did it better. He was a lovely guy. By the way, my wife and my grandson have to leave. And Judy wanted to say hi to you before she left. So Gregory enjoyed meeting you today. I enjoyed meeting Gregory as well. All great right. seeing you, Judy. Speaking of special guests, the former mayor of our town, the governor, former governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, former partner of yours for so many years on television. Ed Randell is here. And, uh, Gov, first of all, thanks for joining us. And second of all, you got something special with you. Well, I have a, a city tribute uh, from Mayor Kenny who wanted me to convey his uh, apologies for not being here, but he's away this weekend. But he said he listens to you every time 
something goes wrong in the city, so he's been listening to you a lot lately. Because <laughs> he, he has the toughest job in America. But it's a tribute, and I won't read it because it's long and wordy and it details all the great things you've done. But it concludes by declaring tomorrow, or technically last day, as Ray Dinger Day here in Philadelphia. Wow. Now, that's a big honor, everyone, right? <laughs> Before we get carried away with Ray Dinger Day, when I was mayor, I would do about a thousand days a year. I would dedicate days to people a year. And my favorite was on this date, tomorrow, the same day as your date in 1997, I declared it Insect Bug Museum Day here in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I accept this tribute with the mayor's thanks. And I really think uh, Ray, I, I'm not sure Ray's such a smart guy and he gets everything right. I'm not sure you understand the place you have and the place sports has in, in our area's makeup. I mean, I remember in the first uh, mo the movie about uh, uh, our wide receiver, the lo local Vince Papali. Vince Papali. When Vince Papali's father explained to Vince that all those days in the, in the steel factory, the only thing that kept him going on was sports, thinking about sports. Mm -hmm. Sports plays an important part in our lives. It's a great, it's a great leveler. I mean, when I think about some of the racial problems we've been having as a country, you look at sports teams. There is no race. It, it's if your uniform's red, your color's red. It's not black, white, brown. And sports does so many great things for us, and it's a, fills such a great part of our lives. And I think Glenn, you would agree with me. There's been no one in the last half century who's affected Philadelphia sports more than Ray. And the thing that I've enjoyed by working with Ray is, Ray is as honest a guy. Ray, Ray is incapable of lying. Remember the, the movie Liar, Liar? Yeah. Ray, Ray is incapable of lying. Correct. So if there's a politically correct answer that would keep him out of trouble, but it's the wrong answer, he just cannot constitutionally give it. So uh, we had a, a lot of fun. We, during the 20 years, we saw great teams. We saw trips to the Super Bowl, two trips to the Super Bowl, but we saw some of the worst teams in NFL history. Culminating, Ray, I don't know if you remember the day that I, when the show opened, I had a bag over my head. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, I remember you telling a story one time that I thought really captured exactly what you were talking about. It was a morning after an Eagles game, and the Eagles had won. Might have been a win over the Cowboys. It was something that had the city all excited. And you said you were walking through, I guess, maybe the Bellevue, uh, and you walked by a shoeshine stand. And there was, there was this Fortune 500 guy in his three-piece suit with his briefcase getting his shoe shined. Uh, and he and the shoeshine guy were having this very animated conversation about the football game and about the Eagles and how excited they both were. And that one moment, that one experience, put the both of them on the same footing. I mean, they were both together sharing this very special feeling that um, is, very, is very much a part of Philadelphia. And I know it exists in other places, but I don't know that it exists quite the way it exists in Philadelphia anywhere else. And I remember you talking about seeing that and, seeing, and that picture being in your mind as being so representative of what sports really can mean to the community and how it can bring people together. And that's really, to me, one of the most beautiful aspects of sports is the way it can unite people and sometimes unite an entire city. Absolutely, more than an entire city, an entire region. I always tell, I think you've heard this story before, Ray. When we were in the vet, for years, there was a fellow by the name of an African-American guy behind us by the name of Smitty. He was a retired steel worker. He bought one ticket, that was all he could afford. He had a season ticket. And he came every game. If we were 2-11 and 11 and it was pouring, he was there. Smitty never missed a game. And after about seven years, I went to the stadium for a game, and Smitty's seat was open. And I turned to Cliff Haynes, who I went to the game with, and I said, Smitty's dead. And I went through the Eagles and traced his family, and he had died. The only reason he wasn't at the game. So that actually affected public policy. When the Eagles wanted city and state money for the stadium, as all sports teams do, um, I made a requirement that every season ticket holder who had a current Eagles season ticket could have the option of buying a season ticket in the new stadium without buying a seat license. Because 
ordinary folks could not afford a seat license, mm -hmm. barely afford the ticket to the game. And it turned out that most of the people, most of the season tickets were either corporately or people were willing to pay the seat license. But about 4,000 didn't. And they got season tickets to see the Eagles. And that should have been named the Smitty Exception. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gov, it's uh, it, first of all, it's so nice to have you here. So nice to see you. So nice this proclamation you brought and and putting Ray's career in perspective is great. I know you guys have enjoyed each other. Ray tells the stories about driving you home from the post game shows, and how the drive home often involved a 11 p.m. stop for a hoagie. Right, either that or <laughs> can I say this now? I guess I can say anything now. Um, <laughs> Ray didn't like the food but one stretch of years, the food we were getting. So he would order stuff that my dogs liked. So he ordered, a, what was it, a pork sandwich? A pork sandwich. And every night I would come home, at, if it was night game at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, with a pork sandwich for my dogs. And the dogs came to love Ray. <laughs> yeah, they all do. Everybody well, does. Well, and the great well, we had We had... Uh, uh, 20 years, 20 plus years working together. Uh, and I thought it was just the, the coolest thing that when they said, oh, and by the way, Mayor Rendell's going to be doing the show with you. I said, are you kidding me? Mayor Rendell's going to be coming on the show? And I thought it was just for like one show. I didn't know it was going to be for 20 seasons. But over that time, uh, we became very good friends. Uh, and, uh, and, and every evening did end that way with me driving the mayor and then the governor home and we had some of the most wonderful talks in that car on the way home about the eagles about the city about government about america about politics i learned an awful lot i learned an awful lot from this guy and uh, and one of the real delights of this whole run of mine is that we actually became very very good friends that's so nice governor thank you so much well thank you glenn for letting us on and i'm here with my son jesse who ray's gotten to know over the years and jesse's son dean who is the athlete in the family. Dean is a, a great baseball pitcher. He's a great basketball player. He has Jesse's hand-eye coordination, but Jesse suffers from a slow white man's disease like me. So he, he, he has to rip his but, son. But no, he had great hand-eye, but he married a girl who was a track star in college. Oh, there you go. So Dean has his mother's speed and his father's coordination. That's nice. So look for Dean Rendell about 11 years from now. Playing for the Phils. There you go. Thank you so much, Thanks, Governor. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ray. Ray, somebody else is hanging on who wants to talk to you. Another guy who we've had uh, tells your story guest, a local legend, Billy White Shoes Johnson. Oh, my goodness. White Shoes, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing, we're doing great, Billy. It's, uh, it's really great of you to check in. It's really, really great to hear from you again. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping, to, I'm hoping to one day come out and see them, the unveiling of your statue down in uh, Marcus Hook. That would be nice of you to do that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hold you to that. You trust me. I, if, when they when they unveil it, I will be there. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So let's get your perspective. Uh, you know, you knew Ray long, long ago uh, as as a young writer. What what was your sense back then? Not only was he a young writer, but he was a young athlete also. Um, ah. uh, Ray was one of the, the well beloved. Uh, local heroes uh, in our area in Delco County, so um, Delaware County. Uh, I'm sure he'd make me proud as well as many others of the St. James fans and uh, the people in that area proud from going on from sports writing, playing a little professional softball to uh, hosting uh, many uh, sports shows. Yeah, Ray, we don't talk about your athletic career as much as we should, but Pitching, I, I just remember, um, who was it that we had who got into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie, that was it. And you pitched the championship game against him and lost 2-1. to one or Play, A playoff game, yeah. He beat me 2-1. to one. Yeah. He was pitching for Springfield. I was pitching for Folsom. Yeah, and he I pitched my butt off, yeah, but, he, I, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to beat Jeff Petrie. No, uh, no way. No, but, Billy, but, Billy and I, but, Billy, but Billy and I actually played – Played a year of professional softball together, and Billy was our center fielder, and you know I played a little third base. Billy, could uh, give us give us the scouting report on Ray' strengths and weaknesses. Well, Ray had it all. 
he was like Richie Allen, you know. <laughs> had a very powerful bat. Now, and you know why? That league was a lot of fun. I mean, we did it just for the sake of doing it to say, hey, they asked. Ray and I both enjoyed it. We know it wasn't our life-fulfilled dream, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I do know this about Ray. I don't know if anybody mentioned this, that when he was in third grade, he said he was going to become a famous sports writer. <laughs> and I don't know if Ray know. I knew that story. But, yeah, I had met a friend of Ray's. We were talking once, and he started saying uh, he remembered Ray, and he said, oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> Ever since we were in third or fourth grade, he said he's going to become a sports writer. And that he did, a very, very good sports writer. Yeah, and you, be, and you became one heck of a kick returner, pal. And I guess, you know, I, I mean, I've told you the story about how I was pleading with the Eagles. I was pleading with head coach Mike McCormick to draft you in that draft that year. I mean, we're coming up on the 14th, 15th round, and I'm saying, Mike, <laughs> Billy Johnson, he's still there. And Mike, nah, nah, he's too small. I said, Mike, I've seen this guy play from Chichester High School. I've watched his whole career. I guarantee you this guy can play in the NFL. Nah, too small. Well, Houston Oilers didn't think you were too small. <laughs> and I had so much fun. I had so much fun watching you go to the NFL and have the career that you had. I mean, you were... You were, <laughs> you, your career is one that people will always talk about. I mean, it was, it was a great era for the AFL. It was a great era for the Houston Oilers, and you were a big part of that. And I was, pr I was proud to say I knew you win. Well, I thank you, Ray, and I appreciate that. Uh, you um, was one of the uh, leading advocates on my behalf, and yet, you know, they didn't uh, pick me up. But and, and, like I said, it, it all worked out in the end, and I was kind of glad I did go to the Oilers. It might have been just a token look had they bought me in. <laughs> oh, you had, a, you had a great career. Hey, thank you so much for checking in with us and wishing Ray the best. Real quick, I wanted to say hello oh. to Shoes because I know Shoes personally. Shoes. Oh, I, okay. Ike Reese is here. Ike Reese What's here. up, Shoes? Hey, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Atlanta with Shoes for two years. So, oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And um, I was fortunate to go from Harold Carmichael to uh, – Billy White Shoes Johnson down there in Atlanta. So I had Good some, mentors, uh, some eh? great mentors, yes. And uh, I love my time down there in Atlanta Shoes. And uh, I was just sitting here listening, man. I didn't want to interrupt, but I did want to say hello to you before you got off here. It's good to hear you, bro. Well, thank you. Thank you. Ike, Ike is one of, our, well, one of my favorites. He's coming, a very experienced veteran, uh, helped me to corral some of the young ball players. Uh, but he was well-liked here in Atlanta, too. So uh, when he left, a lot of hearts were very heavy. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate it, Shoes. Great right, talking to you. Well, well, Ike is here now, and and Ike, uh, you're, <sighs> you and Ray and I have done a whole <laughs> lot of pregames together over the years. Yeah. Uh, and and you are the one who gave Ray the nickname. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, if I'm gonna ride the coattails this week of uh, the great Ray Dittinger, that's one thing that I'll always be uh, uh, sort, I guess, sort of proud of, and have my own little. Um, I guess spot uh, in the history of the great Ray Dedinger is that uh, I don't know. It just felt natural to me um, when calling the Godfather. I didn't know if he would appreciate it, if, if it was somewhat of a um, – I didn't know how it would be received. But uh, he was gracious enough, and um, he told me that he appreciated it, so I never let it go, man. And it came to me because, you know, before I came out here to Philadelphia um, – you know, I grew up watching NFL films, right? And so uh, that's how a lot of us at that time learned about the game, right, and the history of the game. And so when I was fortunate enough to catch NFL films on a Saturday afternoon, uh, it wasn't very many of those shows that I didn't see the great Ray Dittinger talking about the game of football. And uh, I didn't know at that time as a, as a you know, 10-year-old, 8-year-old, 12-year-old, uh, that I would ever meet him and, and cross paths with him. But uh, I do remember when I got drafted here and realized that Ray was here in this city and, and doing um, um, football analysis here. And, and he had the other uh, Comcast going on and Daily News Live. I was like, I remember Ray Diddy, man, from when I was a kid. I remember him just like Howard Eskin. I used to see Howard on the George Michael sports machine as a kid. And so um, – I've always felt like, you know, you're in a room when you're next to Ray, 
you're, you're, you're in the presence of um, someone that has so much knowledge, you're almost intimidated by the amount that he knows about the game. Intimidated from the standpoint of wanting to just talk football with him. I'd rather just listen as opposed to have the conversation. But as, at some point I did gain enough gumption to have those type of conversations with him. And he was always gracious enough to uh, uh, impart his wisdom and knowledge, um, not just about the game of football, even my game uh, as a player. Um, how he could be constructive with that, and uh, I would take that to heart. And so um, I'm just, quite frankly, I'm, I'm just honored to, uh, to be able to call him a friend, uh, a mentor from afar, whether he knows it or not. He's mentored so many of us uh, and having the opportunity to work with him, not only here but doing Eagles postgame shows uh, with Michael Barkhan uh, down there and the governor <laughs> doing those shows. We had a bunch of those and the pregame shows. And obviously the one pregame show that I'll always remember is the Tuesday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> when yes. we were out there freezing and no one was yes. out there yes. at the pregame show listening to oh, us. No, no, of, there was no one there. Maybe, dreary. I think, I think maybe Jason from the Dirty 30 showed up. I think he Actually, may have been the only one. You know the one that I'll remember always in a positive way? Um, speaking of miserable days, though, but gosh, what, what a great one it turned out to be was the Detroit Snow Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. When we all showed up, and it wasn't snowing, and it was an okay day. Yep. And then by the end of the pregame, it was a blizzard, and that game was something. But I'll just say this, because uh, I know we got to hit a break, and, and I want to give each of you guys one last chance. For me, hosting that pregame show, uh, which I've had the opportunity to do for 16 years, knowing that I could go to my right and have like that expertise and go one more seat down and have Ray and just the two of you, um, you having played the game and done it and, and brought such intelligence to it and you knowing the game as well and being able to express it as well, as you said, I, it made my job so easy because all I could just say is, Ike, what do you think? Ray, what do you think? Uh, and Ike, I'm, presumably you and I will be back there this year for another, but doing it with you guys has just been great. So. I'll let you say one more thing, and Ike, and then we, we, we're way late here. Well, I know that when, when Ike called me the godfather the first time, uh, <laughs> he said it, and then he kind of looked at me, and he's reached out and he said, is that okay? Because he, he, he the godfather, you could take it a couple, yeah, different, take, take take it it. A couple <laughs> different ways. And I said, no, man, I know exactly where you're coming from, and coming from you, I consider it the ultimate compliment. So I wore it with pride, thank and I still you. thank you for that. No, I appreciate that. I really do. And it's funny because doing the pregame shows, you know, sitting next to Ray, you got to be on your game. Man, you, you got to be on your game, and when you're the former player, there's a lot expected of you. Um, and then you know, Ray is going to come on top of his game with all of his knowledge. So, he actually raised the bar for, for myself. I know getting sitting next to you, uh, I think you, you presented a standard that I'm sure I appreciate it, and I'm sure all the former athletes that have sat next to you, uh, whether it be in the pregame show or doing what you did with uh, Michael Barkhand pregame, postgame, you raised that bar, man. As athletes, we respected everything you had to say uh, about the game of football because we know how much it meant to you mm-hmm. uh, to be prepared as you were. And so that made us have to appreciate and respect what you did as well as coming prepared. Ike, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, no, thanks for having me. Is this, this it? Really special. I, do I get another segment or something? No? Somebody, who's coming up next? I mean, Bernie Perron's coming up next. Okay, he's more important than I am. I don't know about <laughs> that, but he's go, coming yes. up next. That's Ike Reese. Ike, always a pleasure. Ray Dinger. Ah, enjoying your day, Ray? Enjoying it very much. Uh, he can't wait that this is over with. Uh, oh, I know that. I, I, you know I'm dragging him through this. You, you know it. Uh, right here on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.